Yuma daf chafalov six lines from the top of the Amid Amr Bhudam Rav Rabbiuda said the name of Rav Bishashi Yisrael Oim Regal at the time that Klai Yisrael went to be Oil Regal, Oimdin Swufin Mushtachim Ravachim. They would stand and it was very tight for them to stand, and they would be able to bow when they had to bow, and they had enough space to bow. Rashi explains, Tsufufim is lush and soft, is lush to float. May Rivha Um because there were so many people who Tchakim Ishpachim, everyone was pushing against each other, Vain Lai Makam Luntai Satsita Lakan Lukan, Vizak of Kakaira, and because because of that, they were tied together, and no one had room to move from each either space and anyway, and therefore they were straight like a beam. And even their feet were lifted off of the ground, and they were like they were floating. And even so, Rashi says, when they did at the point that they had to do it during the time of the space of and it became much larger. And each person had enough space for four amas. For each person, and the reason for this is that no one should hear each person's video that we're saying, and therefore no one be embarrassed from being misvada on the chatayim. And the gemara continues, and they would go and be pushed to eleven amis behind the base of kavers, which means in the back of kaddish kedushim there was an area of eleven amis, and people were even standing in that area. That's how crowded it was that every little space that was in the base of Middash and the Azora, people were standing. So the gemara asked, my kama. What's going on over here? It would sound like there was Mishtach and Ravachim, there was a nase, and they had all four Amis. So then why would they have to be in the 11 Amis in back of the Basic Kapers, in back of the Kaddish Kedoshim? But the Gemara explains, it's really going back on the Rish and saying, even though the Yidden went and they stayed and they stood all over the Basic Mikdash area, and even in the 11 Amis behind the Basic Kaddish Kedoshim, and they were so tied together that it was likely floating, as we explained before, Keshem Mishtachim. However, when they did the they would be able to be mishtachim with a lot of space, and they had dal amis like Rashi explained. And this is one of the tenisim that occurred in the base mikdash. It's not as we have a mishnah, and this mishnah is in mesechtus aves. Now, if you look in mesechtus aves, our gears in mesechtus aves actually is different than our gears in our gemara. I and Shem, and we'll explain why in a moment. But we learned in the mishnah in aves as follows: Asar nisim nasi base mikdash. There were tenisim that happened in the base mikdash. That although in the base of Middash there was a Gishmak aroma of the Basa Hegdash that was roasting and cooking in the Azara for the bus of Kachim Kachim and the bus of Shlom, which were Kachim Kalim, but they were always cooking in that area. And even so, a woman who was smelling such a Gishmak aroma and she really desired it, she still never miscarried because of such an aroma. Number two, and also the Basa of Kaidish, which was around in the base of Middash. So you had Katais, which were there for a day and a night, and you even had Shlomim which of course could be eaten for two days and one night, still and never spoiled, even though there was no refrigeration there, and it was very hot outside, and they would sit around outside, they still never spoiled. Number three, they never saw a fly flying around in the area of the basement, which where they used to do the shkita, and which was the butcher area. So they used to have tables where they used to slice up the basa, and there were also hooks in the basement, where they used to hang the carcasses of the animals, and they used to take off the hides of the animals, still in the area of the basement, there were never flies found in that area. The Kayin Gadol in Kippur never was found to get the Tumor of Kerry, and of course the Tumor of Kerry would have been embarrassment to the Kayin Gadol. Now even though we learned at the beginning of the Masechta, Shivasem Kayin Kippurim, I'm a Frishi Kayin Gadol, may base Elishkas Mahadrin, the reason was because Shema, he'll become Tomei, that was from other Tumors, as the Taisus Yishanan points out, and others point out that in Chanami, in Bayez Rishon, he never had a problem with Kerry, but in Bayez Shane, there was a problem with Kerry, and that's why Amishu said that there was a potential Psul that 
that could come out to a Kayin, and that could be the Tumas Kari during the period of Bayashani. And other Rishonim explained that Ein Echanamidu was a nace that happened that he didn't become a Balkari. However, Ein Semchalamis, and that's why we had to be careful for seven days before Yom Kippur. So that was the fourth nace, and then Volenimsa Psul, but Aimir Vishayalechem, Uvalechem upon him. The fifth, sixth, and seventh nace that happened to be some English was that they never found a Psul in the Tfur that they covered Aimir, or in the Shayalechem bread that they baked before Yom or in the Lechem upon that they baked Erev Shabbos, and there was an ace in the base of Migdash that there was never a time that these three things became Tameh. Now, what would be if they became Tameh? Who cares? What's the great nace? And the answer is as follows. But the gate of you had to cut a detfua on the night before and make sure that they sieved it very well. Now, if it would become possible, then it would be very difficult to bring the Oymer on the proper day, which is the second day of Pesach, even though it is possible, but it's definitely very, very hard. And therefore, that was an ace. By the other two, it's actually even a greater ace because the gate of which comes on Shavuos, you have to bake it before you because and therefore if on Yantin would become possible you actually would be mevatel the entire Shtei Lechem for that year on Shavuos and the third thing which is Lechem upon him every single Arab Shabbos they had to bake the Lechem upon him because again and if so if it became possible on Shabbos it became Tomei you would not be able to bring the actual Lechem upon him that week and you have to wait an entire week till the next Shabbos Nase number 8 as we explained that they stood while they were floating and they still had space to be Meshtachavah and they had Dalit Amis for each person. Nase number 9, Even though Yishlaim had snakes and scorpions, but there was never a time that a snake or scorpion that injured a person in Yishlaim. Number 10, A person never said to his friend, that the space in Yishlaim is too tight for me when they came to be oily regal in Yishlaim. And some say it's actually referring to people who lived in Yishlaim, that no one ever had to leave Yishlaim because they had a chasar and panasso or they didn't have a place to live. Rashi brings down, that they were tzali amakim on two things. First of all, said the they didn't say that I don't have enough food, and the rasa they didn't say that my bedroom or the place where I'm staying while I'm here to be regal was too tight. Now the Gemara is lechayr. We just had ten things, but the last two were negate yushlaim, as it says. Well, his ignachus for yushlaim oylem. Well, amadum lechaver tzali amakim shalom yushlaim. So fret Gemara pasuk b'migdash. We start off with eight things in the base of migdash. V'sayim yushlaim, and we end off with two things in yushlaim. So how do you tell me that there's ten things in nasr base of migdash? And that the Gemara says. There were actually two other things that were in the Middash. Titania, as we learned in the Number one, first of all, even if there was great downpour, there never was extinguished the Eish that was on the Mizbeach, and that was a great nace, because even though the Mizbeach Achitzon was outside and subject to the elements, it still never extinguished the fire that was on the Mizbeach. Number two, the smoke that was on the Mizbeach, which was going up in a straight line, even if all the ruchas in the world came and it blows on it, it still would not move at all from its spot. It would stay in a straight column and wouldn't be smoking all over the base of Middash. And therefore, it was a pleasant smell in the base of Middash the whole time, even though there were so many carbonates that were being burnt on top of the Nudbeh. So the Gemara is using these two Nisim that we just spoke about to replace the two that were in Yushlaim. And therefore, in the Chalam, we have Asar Nisim, Nasr, the base of Middash. Zakimar, the Suleka, you're going to tell me there's only these ten and not more. But Tani, we have a Bryce, or Shmai, but Carbonate, we have Shmai from this town called Kabbalah said it was another days that in the base of Migdash when they had Kachi Kachim they used to cook the Kachi Kachim in Klicheres now the Klicheres would become Asa to you because the Blia that goes into the walls of the Klicheres they become Asa because they're Naisa and therefore they have to be broken up as we know it says in the passage and therefore since it has to be broken now where are you going to place it afterwards it has to be placed in the base of Migdash and therefore you continuously have the 
Chayyus that were placed after the day that they were able to be used, they were placed in the Besamidosh, there would be a huge area of Chayyus in the Besamidosh, but there was a nase that they were swallowed up into the ground. And in addition, Vama Baya, Baya also said, which were the crap and the feathers of the Eilus Oif, which were used and placed near the Mizbeach, Vidisha Mizbeach Aprimi, also the ashes from the Mizbeach Aprimi, where they used to bring the Kataris on that Mizbeach, Vidisha Namanaira, as well as the cleaning up of the materials of the Menorah, for example, the ash and the extra wicks, there was also a nase that they were Belua and they got swallowed up in their spot. Where was their spot? They used to place it, like Rashi says, together with the Truma Sadeshin on the Messiah of Mizbeach, and some say that the Truma Sadeshin was also Nivlam Bim Kaiman, but I entices Diba Maskal Nivlam Bim Kaiman, where he has two different Shotim if the Truma Sadeshin was actually Nivlam Bim Kaiman. However, we do see from Rav Shmaya and from Abaya that there are two other Nisim that happen in the base Migdash. So the Gemara is, you just said that there are ten Nisim in the base Migdash, and you actually added in the Aish of the Atam Racha and the Asham Racha, but now I have two more, and therefore the there are twelve Nisim that happen in the base Migdash. And the Gemara answers, Psulit plus Ava. We said before, Vlenipsa Psul, and we counted that as three different Nisim. So the Gemara says, you count it as three. However, let's count them as one because they're all Psulim and therefore they're really one type of Nase. And therefore, Apic tray, now you have an extra two because you take out two, the Ayel tray, and you can put in two. And therefore, you're back to the number of ten. If you're saying that anything which is similar and similar type of Nase, we count as one and we put them in one category, also the Buluin that we just said, which one? Number one, Rashmai said Shivri Klikaris Nivlaim B'Mkayman, and Abayi said the Merav and Nice of Edisha B'Zbech Aprim of Edisha Menorah Nivlaim B'Mkayman. You would count them as two different Nisim. Lachar, we should count them as one, and therefore we only have nine Nisim at this point. Chasul, and therefore we're missing one. Zakimar Ikinam Echuti. There's another Nisim. Abraham B'Shubalevi Nisim Gadol Hay Nasmul Lechem Aponim. There was a great Nisim that happened by the Lechem Aponim. So look at Kisidurai. That just like when they went on to the Shulchan on Shabbos, they were warm and fresh. Also, when you took them off the next Shabbos. They were still fresh and they were still warm. Shinema, as it says in the Pasuk in Shmuel, that when you place the lechem, which is warm, on the day that it's taken off. Now, Pashup Shalim, the Pasuk is that they placed the lechem, which was warm, on the day they took off the previous lechem that was there the entire week. But the way we're touching it is that when they placed the lechem, which was warm, that it was still warm on the day that they took off the lechem from the previous week. The Sulek, you're telling me these are the only Tanisim, this is a thing that was given over with the Messiah from our forefathers. The place of the urn was not part of the measurement, which means that the actual area of the base Kachik Kedoshim in the base of English was 20 Amis by 20 Amis. And if you measured from the side of each side of the urn, you would still find that it was 10 Amis on each side of the urn. And even though the urn, of course, was 2.5 Amis by 1.5 Amis, so therefore, of course, it had to take up some space, but it was a nace that you still had the exact measurement of 20 Amis by 20 Amis. And the Gemara brings another nace. As we know, there were forms of Malachim on top of the urn that Moshe Rabbeinu made. However, Shlomo Melech also made Kruvim, which stood on the north and south of the urn, and they were standing on the floor. But if you measured them, the actual wings had a wingspan between both of them of 20 Amis. And of course, the wingspan is without the body of the Malach that was in between. And therefore, you see that it was B'nai Soyaindim. So the Gemara answers on that, Nisid of Rekachashim, Nisid Gavoyi The only Nisid that we were counting were only Nisid that happened outside in public that people could see and therefore everyone knew about it. That's what we were counting. However, the Nisim that happened in the Kaddish Kedoshim or in the Kaddish, that's not something that we're going to count. In fact, if so, Lechem Ampanim, not Nami, Nisim Gavayu. The Lechem Ampanim was also a Nisim that happened inside. So how can you say one of the Nisim was that the 
lechem apana was still warm on the Shabbos after they baked it, but lechayir that's a nest that happened inside. The Gemara answers lechem apana nisi devrayu. In the chadami lechem apana was also a nest that everyone knew about it, even though it happened in the kodesh, but everyone knew about it. How do we see that? The Amr Rishlakish. Rishlakish says my dechsev. What does it mean when it says in the pasuk Allah shulchan atar that the lechem apana should be placed on the shulchan atar? Now pasuk shah in the words Allah shulchan atar tar generally means something which is cleaned off, and therefore it just means that the top of the shulchan was placed on the base of the shulchan, which was cleared off and nothing else was on it. However, we learn from the Gemara, Tar, Mechal Shutabe, it's mashma that this shulchan is something which is tar, but it could be something that potentially could become tame. And we turn to that Chaf Aleph on the base, and the Gemara is, how can you say that something that potentially could become tame, but Kli eats, Lechari, it's a Kli that's made out of wood, Ha'asul Nachas, which is something made to stay in and positioned in the same spot and is stationary, Bechal Kli eats, Ha'asul Nachas, any Kli eats which is made to be stationary, cannot be and number two, since it's something that's not therefore it could be a chatzitza, it could be a barrier in front of Tumah as well. And Rashi explains that the Mizbech, which was a Kli'etz, therefore, it's Hukash Lesak, as the puzzle says, we call Kli'etz, Oy Beged, Oy Ar, Oy Sak. And therefore, we learn, just like a sack is made to store merchandise, and the sack is made to be transported, either empty or full, also all Kli'etz, in order to be Mekabal Tumah and be Hukshah, to be able to be Makawatuma has to be the type of a Kli that's made to be transported. It's not something that's made to be stationary. So therefore the Gemara is saying that L'chari, the Shulchan is not something that could be Makawatuma. So what does it mean Shulchan Atar which is mash but that could potentially become Tameh? It's not true. So the Gemara responds El Melamed and much teacher that they actually would pick up the Shulchan at the point that the people would come to be Oil Regal and they would show them this great name for Imlam and they would say to them Ruuchi Baslam Fleamakim come and see how much HaKadosh Baruch loves Klai Yisrael that the time when you take off the Lechem it's hot and fresh just like when you place it onto the Shulchan as it says in the Pasuk so from here you see that the Shulchan was actually transported and actually was shown to the Eilu Golem and therefore even though in the Chanami it was situated in the Kodesh but because they took it outside in order to show the people during the time of Ali Lerego therefore it was considered a nace that was Bibchutz and that's why it's counted within the Tanisim that will happen in the base of Mikdash. Now Rashi is bothered with the Gemara's question that Lechayr, why do you say the Shulchan was of eight? Of course it was Mitzupa Bezav, and therefore Lechayr, Zav has no din that has to be Metatal Malavrekan, and therefore maybe the Gemara meant that that's why it's Mikabal Tumah. On that Rashi says it's actually a question the Gemara asks in Chagiga, and the Gemara explains that the Zav is considered Batal Lagabe the eight because the Pasuk actually calls it the Shulchan eight in a Pasuk in Yechaskel. The Gemara continues, Visu Lekha, you're telling me there was only ten, there's still another one, at the time that Shlomo Melech built the base of Middush, not by coming in the God of Shalzav, he planted fruit trees of gold in the base of Middush. For Yemitzi and Perisei and Bizman, it was a great nace that they actually brought out gold pears at the proper times. And when the wind would blow in the base of Middush on the trees, the pears would fall down. Shlomo says in the pasuk, Yerush Kalvan on Perisei. When the Goyim came into the Echel, which some say was at the time that Menashe placed the Vaydezara into the Echel, Yavish they actually dried up and they didn't bear these golden fruits. And eventually, will bring back these gold trees and these gold fruits. This pasuk in Yeshaya is referring to and says that it will sprout again and will rejoice and will give out song. The glory of Levanon has been given to her, which is referring to the base of English. Levanon, as Rashi says, is referring to the base of English. So, this is the 11th nace on that. The Gemara answers. 
means that we didn't count any nays, which was kavu, which means this is something that was always there. It was something which was a set item that was always there. However, all the other nisim were things that came and went. And the Gemara now says, now we came up with this tarots, that nisim kavu like a chashiv, that arun kavu nami nisim kavu nino. Before we had a question about the arun and kavu, and we said that those are not counted because they were inside the base of and they weren't outside. Now we can answer the reason why we didn't count arun and kavu was because the nisim that were kavu. We learned before Vasham Racha what a Nisim in the base of English was that the smoke of the base of English of the Mizbech did not dissipate from the blowing of the wind. In fact, was there even smoke on the Mizbech for time we learned in the Brisa? There are five things said from the ish that came from Shmayim that was on the Maracha. Number one, Ravutzakari, it was crouched like a lion. Ubarakacham was very clear, just like the sun. Vyesh Bamamish and had actually a Matthias. It wasn't something like a flame that doesn't know who had Mamashas. This was a special flame that had my mushrooms, but the chelot's lach and cavation. It also consumed even something which was wet, just like it consumed something that was dry. Vein of mala ocean, and it didn't bring up any smoke. There was no smoke. So you see from here, specifically, that there was the nays, that there was no smoke at all. The answer is, Kikamina Bidhadid. Ain Achanami, we weren't talking about the special fire that came down from Shemayim and that stayed on his back. We were discussing the Ashanam Racha from the things and the wood that people placed there that was not the ish that came from Hakadish Baruchu. And the Gemara said, the Tanya, as we have a Bryce that says, the Pusik says that Rabbi Aaron placed wood and placed the fire on the Mizbech. And we learn, even though there was a special fire that came down from Shemaim, still, there's a separate special mitzvah that the Hedid should bring fire and should place it on the Mizbech for their own fire to be there. The Gemara continues, one of the things that we said about the fire that came from Shemaim was that it crouched like a lion. In fact, I saw that it was crouching like a Kalev. And the Kalev is much smaller than a lion. The Gemara answered, Lord Kasha, Kamba Migdash Rishon, Kamba Migdash Shani. Einachanami, this Eish, in Migdash Rishon, was looking like a lion. However, in Migdash Shani, it looked like a Kalev. In fact, the Gemara of Migdash Shani, Miyavai, you're telling me in Migdash Shani, it looked like a Kalev, but Lachari, it wasn't there at all. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk, Ve'erta bai ve'kaved, ve'karina ve'kavda, and we read it as ve'kavda with a hay, ma'ishnada mechus hay. Why is it that the Ksiv, the way it's written, is without a hay, and the way it's written is with a hay? And we learn out these are the five things that was the difference between the first base of English and the second base of English which is one thing which is the Aaron together with the covering on the Aaron and the crew were not in the Bayasheni Eish of course referring to the Eish of the Shechina was not in Bayasheni there was no Nevoah for Aaron Vitermin as well as the Aaron Vitermin on that the Gemara answers Amri in Mehava Havas Yulah Messiah even in Bayasheni there was an Eish Min Hashemayim however that Eish did not actually help burn the Kabbalah they actually had to air their own ish all the time in order to make sure that the kabbalists were burnt up. Now the Gemara said one of the things they didn't have by Hashem was the Urim Vitum. So the Urim Vitum was the piece of paper where it said the Shem Hashem and that helped that the Chayshim was able to give a Nevoah when they asked the question was able to respond. But Tyson is bothered if they didn't have the Urim Vitum that's part of the Chayshim and therefore it's missing the Chayshim and we know a kind God can't be over when he's a Mechus and Tyson therefore says that piece of paper that parchment they had However, it was not usable. It wasn't something that was responsive to the people that were asking the questions. And that's what it means. Urim was not there in Bayasheni. All this explained that since the Chayshim was there, even though the paper that was part of Urim was not there, that was not Ma'akiv. It still looked that the Kain Gadol was wearing the Begadim, and that was not a Ma'akiv for the Avoida. The Gemara continues, turn around, we learn, there are six types of Eish. There's a type of fire that consumes solids but doesn't drink up liquids. 
else. There's a different fire that drinks, but it doesn't consume. One does both. One eats up and consumes. Just like it consumes yuvation. Some fire pushes away other fire. And some ish could consume other fire. Now, what are we referring to? That's referring to our regular fire that, of course, it consumes something which is solid, but a liquid, the liquid will put out the fire. What does that mean? When someone has a fever, then that person is someone that wants to drink a lot, but generally they don't have an appetite. That we know Elio poured a lot of water on his back to show that his back will work even if there's a lot of water there because it's a special that's referring to the ish on the marocha on the base of Middash, Mizbech. That's referring to Gavriel. As we know, Gavriel went and he saved Hanani Mishal Vazayah from the Kifshan Ish, and therefore Gavriel, who is fire, he came and extinguished the fire that was inside, and he made fire outside, which burnt up the people that were outside. And there is a sixth type of Ish, which actually consumes Ish, the Shkina, that's referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Ormah, because we learned in Mesech the Sanhedrin, and it's regarding the Kitas of Malachim, the groups of Malachim that came in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he wanted to create human beings, and they said, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Hoshit Etzboi Mibinayim Visafrim. He actually stuck his finger between the Malachim and he burnt them up and he destroyed them. But we see the Eish of the Shechina is so powerful that it destroyed the Malachim that is also considered Eish. The Gemara continued, We said before that the smoke which was on the Mizbech could not be diverted and the smoke went continuously on an upward direction. In fact, Gemara, that it's not true, which was the last day of Sukkot and of course on Sukkot when you don't know and therefore they already knew that they were judged on water and there was a Gemad Din on Mayim so they wanted to know what the year would be like and they used the simon everyone would look to the Asher and they would see Simonim it was turning and was being pushed towards the north side which means that was a strong south wind Anim Smechim then Anim were happy however the Balabatim were upset because they realized that there would be a lot of rain and since there would be a lot of rain the Tfua would potentially go bad very quickly and therefore Balabatim would have to say it sell it much quicker and Anim would be able to buy it cheaper like we just explained that the Gisham of that year will be a lot and therefore the Paris will rot and that's why the Anim will be happy however not to clap it down if it's the opposite where the smoke was going towards the south which means that was a stronger north wind the Anim and it would be the opposite because it would show that the Gisham would be less and therefore the fruits would stay longer and therefore the Balabatim could control the marketplace much better and they would hold back fruits and therefore the prices would rise and Anim would have to pay more. Now, not to copy Mizrach, if it was turned towards the east, then everyone was happy because then it would be a normal year. If the smoke of Mizbech was turned towards the west, then it was the east wind blowing and therefore everyone would be upset because it would show that it would be a drought that year and therefore no one would have any payers. Now the Gemara's question is, how can you say that the smoke of Mizbech always went straight up like a pillar and it was never diverted? We see that it was diverted. The Gemara answers, went straight up like a decal which means it was in one area and it was like a straight rod but it didn't go and disperse all over so therefore in the whichever way it was going whatever direction it was going it was still going in a straight line but it wasn't that it was just smoking all over the place
place. We learned before. Clapping mizuch hakos bechem. Clapping ma'ariv hakolat zovim. Frankly, my vermino. How can you say that clapping mizuch is when they were happy and clapping ma'ariv hakolat zovim? But we learned mizuch is lo'elim yafer that the east wind, which means that the smoke would be going towards ma'ariv. Everyone's going to be happy because it's always good. And we just said that if the smoke was doing clapping ma'ariv hakolat zovim, so that's exactly the opposite. And the brayser also says ma'ariv is lo'elim kasha. If you have a wind that's coming from the west, it's always bad. Now we just said that if it's going clapping mizuch, which means that the smoke is going towards the east, which means that there's a west wind that I call Smechem. So again, it's the exact opposite. And although we already completed our question, the Brisa continues and says, When you have a northern wind, it's going to be good for wheat that already grew a third of the way. However, it's going to be bad for olives at the time that they're blossoming. If you have a southern wind, then the opposite is true. It's bad for Chitim, but it's good for olives. So the Gemara says, The way to remember is the shulchan which had bread in it which was made of wheat that's in the north and therefore north wind is good for the shulchan and as we know minura was on the south and therefore when you have a south wind it's good for olive oil which is something which was placed in the minura meaning the shulchan is good for its own thing the north wind is good for wheat and the south wind which is the minura is good for olives the Gemara answers like kasha that we had a kasha the east and west winds and the Gemara answers there is actually no steer between the Bryces because both Bryces agree that if you have a west wind it's actually going to show that there's going to be a lot of rain and when you have an east wind it's going to show that there's going to be dry weather so the first Bryces talk about Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael in a Hanami it needs more rain because it's a very hilly area and therefore it'll lose its water and needs much more rain in order to survive so that's why we consider it better when you have a lot of rain but in the second Bryces we say exactly the opposite because we talk about Bavel and in Bavel there was a lot of water and the ground was very moist and therefore by having more rain it would actually be worse for the ground and that's why we said Mizrachis lo'elam yafa and Maravis lo'elam kasha Hadron lo'ch shivaz yom Hadron lo'ch shivaz yom Hadron lo'ch shivaz yom and we will stop over here